0: Top tech companies like Intel have a secret to their success. They get the best talent, reliable infrastructure, and save on costs by expanding in Ohio, the new Silicon Heartland. Learn how your business can succeed in Ohio. Visit successinohio.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target's Red Card debit card, you'll save 5% every Target trip, on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit Red Card links from your existing bank account. Visit Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. Restrictions apply.
1: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tuttweiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Nate Gusakoff is a singer, songwriter, and banjoist living in the mountains with his families in northern Vermont. Although his first 20 years found him playing the claw hammer style of banjo, more recently he has enjoyed the sounds produced by his solo-bodied banjo played through pedal boards and vintage tubes. Nate is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about his experimental old-time music and his latest album, Many Mountains. Hi, Nate. Welcome to the podcast today. Welcome to... Uh... From snowy Virginia to snowy Vermont. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, Greg, how's it going? Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, we were just talking a few minutes ago. Uh, you are in um, Bristol, Vermont, and I, I'm used to talking in the other direction to Bristol, Tennessee. So it's good to it's good to go uh, north for me and and talk up north to Bristol for a change. <laughs> Yeah, we're in,
2: geologically really. We're in the very far northern reaches of the Appalachian chain. I think up here in the Green Mountains.
1: Yeah, I think so. I was trying to trying to find you on the map, so that's cool. <laughs>
2: right, yeah, look look for Montreal and then go about two hours south. By okay, hour. all right. <laughs> there we are.
1: Has, uh, has Vermont been home for you your whole life?
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bristol specifically is where I was born and, and grew up. And, did some traveling around the world in the college years and around then, but um, this is always where I've wanted to be and it's where I still am.
1: Yeah, um, you mentioned the uh, Appalachian Mountains. Is there? Um, uh, I'm going to show my ignorance a little bit. Is there a is there music that's specific to uh, um, uh, heritage music specific to the Vermont corner of the Appalachian Mountains that you know of?
0: Well.
2: Yes, of course, but not necessarily as defined as, as say, Appalachian old time. You know, traditional what we call traditional old time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an old tradition in Vermont and we're around northern New England called kitchen Tonks, which was sort of the old. You know, it's a kitchen jam, basically. Um, at Vermont traditional music would tend to have more influence from French Canadian history, mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and Québécois, and a lot of that almost Cajun, really, if you will. Um, and that kind of stuff okay, Yeah. Um, and you know there's you know, there are a handful of vermont songwriters over the last few decades who in, in my mind growing up around here in, in the musical world are are sort of the backdrop and the definition of vermont folk but i don't i don't think it has its own definable genre yeah, quite yeah, yet okay. you know, we're, we're all working on it day. <laughs> sure? by day.
1: yeah um yeah. Did, did you grow up with it How, what, what was the influence for you to start playing
2: yeah, I definitely grew up in a musical household. My dad's a, a professional violinist and, and fiddle teacher and fiddler, uh, plays with the Vermont Symphony Orchestra, and among many other bands um, and groups. And so I was always hearing him play or going to gigs and hanging out backstage or what have you um, and singing four part family harmonies in the car, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then I went totally away from it all through high school. It was just in.
1: Yeah, and I picked up a ban, picked up a
2: banjo, and off I went.
1: Why, why the banjo? What, what? And I think specifically, I, I read if it correctly. It was clawhammer, right? It wasn't even the typical bluegrass style banjo. It was the clawhammer style.
2: Yeah, um, banjo. Well, originally, I mean, literally, it was one of those things. You know, I was twenty years old. I was feeling as counter culture as <laughs> I'm ever going to feel. Probably, and <laughs> also sort of, I don't know, counter civilization in a way, and of all the instruments, the banjo just seemed to have the most sort of plunk to it, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you, know, you don't find it, that, that now you do find it in the classical genre, because Baila Fleck and a few right. others have really expanded, yeah, yeah. but at that point in my head, it wasn't a part of that whole classical polished world, um, and I just, one day, I just walked into the music store, and they, you know, they did during good time for a few hundred bucks and I did it Um, (laughs) and then I took two lessons I took one bluegrass lesson and one claw hammer lesson
1: Um,
2: and the bluegrass I tried for a while and learned the roles and started getting into it and that's what I had grown up with my dad played also in a bluegrass band in uh, Ah, the Dan and the Midnight Plowboys one of Vermont Uh longest running bluegrass bands and um it just honestly it felt really pigeonholing to me it felt like i was supposed to learn the same six roles and then learn how earl played all the songs and then go from there Mm -hmm. and obviously if not you can do amazing things with bluegrass banjo, and i love it but to me it just didn't quite ring but the claw hammer felt much much better and at that point i was going to college for sustainable agriculture and really living a sort of a farmstead lifestyle which i still do somewhat Um, and the claw hammer and the the history of it, the roots of it, all the way back to Africa, certainly. Yeah. But, and sort of the darkness is also in there. <clears throat> it all attracted me a lot. And so mm-hmm. for years and years, that was all I played it was just old, old Claw Hammer stuff and, and writing my own, too.
1: Did you um, play professionally with that, with the band, um, solo? How, how did that pan out for you yeah. as you moved into that?
2: Yeah, uh, started mostly in college dorm rooms, uh, as it does for so many musicians, uh, Sterling College, uh, which is where I ended up graduating, a little, tiny little school up in northeastern Vermont, Um, and I, you know, played local open mics, what have you, through that, and then, yeah, I started playing with um, two folks who are still active in the Vermont music scene, Katie Trouts and Jason Pappas, um, We formed a little kind of experimental old-time group called Naughty Pine with fiddle and climber banjo and an electric bass, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we toured... Yeah, we played around Vermont a bunch. We did a tour out to Alaska, played regionally a bit. Um, and so it wasn't... It was just four or five years after I started playing that I was start first playing out, playing gigs. Um, but it's only... Oh, I don't know, maybe this year or last year that, <laughs> that I'm really... Settling into thinking of myself as as a at least a part time professional musician. Okay. okay. Um, the day job's been naggingly consistent all the way through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, it's probably a good thing you had that to fall back on with the way things have unfolded over the last twelve months or so uh, in the music world, anyway. Oh,
2: absolutely. And then, you know, come March, yeah, I had actually had the recording session set up for, for my new STP that's just coming out. Um, I think it was the date was like March 25th or something,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when we were all supposed to get together in the studio and record. And it's like, nope, that didn't happen. It was about a week after Vermont imposed the lockdown, I believe. Um, and so, yeah, it's been amazing that I had the day job. About
1: yeah yep. um what what pulled you from the traditional acoustic style into the the more electric uh, uh, i think i read even some uh, um, effect pedals kind of thing into kind of more of that electrified uh, i think you used the word experimental old time what, what was the lean uh, that drew you more from the traditional into that style
2: Uh, yeah, a lot of things in in hindsight. So I've had, I have a a solid body electric banjo. It's got a humbucker pickup in the neck and a a single coil in the head. And it's strung like a five-string banjo, but it's, for all intents and purposes, it's an electric guitar. Okay, yeah. Um, um, And so, yeah, a bunch of things. One, certainly all throughout while I was playing um, acoustically, because I wasn't playing bluegrass, I didn't have a resonator on the banjo, I wasn't playing with picks. Volume-wise, I was just a lot quieter,
1: uh-huh.
2: and that was something I struggled with. Just it really limited the genres I could play out with. It was hard to mic. Um, it was hard to do. There's not not much sustain
1: with right, the notes on the right. banjo. Yeah,
2: it, it's really designed to plunk and then decay. Um, and so you have to. There's a lot of movement is necessary to, to fill the space. And <laughs> right. playing solo, it would be a lot because I'm trying to sing and I'm trying to fill the space. Um, so that thread was going on and then i also i just began to hear songs in my head that were electric um just as a musician which was really cool and like i I could play them on the acoustic banjo but i'd hear them with a full band and Mm, i could visualize myself it was a year and a half or two that a couple of these songs were just in there and uh, i think one year i guess it's three years ago now i got a I got my Christmas bonus from my day job There it is again <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, I just turned around And got this gold tone electric banjo Okay, awesome
2: uh, And those couple songs that had led me to it Are indeed now fully realized And on this album uh, hmm. And then once I started playing And once I started really learning about Electric tone, which is a whole new world And two amps and pedals, and etc And now it's got a sweet little setup uh, And it has just opened up massive doors for me in terms mm. of creativity and where, I, where I'm where i willing to go with sound and what literally like what songs I'm writing emotionally mm. because I have such a bigger musical force that I can put behind them. It's mm. really, it's
1: cool. It's been fun. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Now, obviously, playing instrumentally and, and uh, experimenting with the sounds and uh, the different things that you can create which comes first for you? Are, are you including lyrics as well in some of these songs, or are you more focused on the instrumentation?
2: Uh, all five on this on the new EP are have lyrics. Um, so, boy, you know, for what I'm doing for fun right
1: now, and I'm just playing and practicing and sort of noodling around, it's a lot of instrumental stuff mm-hmm. okay. uh, and
2: layering up, just layering sounds. But for recorded. Presented music, at least at this point, it all also has lyrics. And in terms of which comes first, it's totally... Boy, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever written a song where the lyrics came first.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: Um, oddly enough, but what I, what definitely happens is I'll I'll be playing around and I'll I'll hear a theme or come up with a fragment that I really like, and if it keeps developing. Either its own lyrics will come with it, and those are those are few and far between. Those are sort of the golden ones that mm-hmm. just come out <laughs> all of a piece, you know. So, yeah. Whoa! Uh, or, or I'll, I'll that fragment of music will tap into a certain thought or emotion that's been kicking around in me anyway.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so then it'll the lyrics will come of that. I guess that's how I describe it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is this? Um... Uh, an organic process for you, or do you have a, a certain method to, you know, I'm, I'm going to take four hours this weekend and focus on my music? Is it regimented, or is it more of an organic process?
2: Uh, it has been, it has been more organic uh, for me for the most part, and that's sort of connected to what I was talking a little bit about earlier about not quite identifying as a professional musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in some ways, that was great. I, there was no pressure to create, and so I just would let things come as they came, and you know, that's meant that I've, I've basically only put out two albums of original music in 12 years. Okay, you know. yeah. Um, but as I've gotten more and more into it the last few years and started to, to observe friends or colleagues or other musicians that I admire and see how much work they put into it as a craft, I've tried that a bit, and it's actually, I've been really happy with it. Oh, I've good.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sort of
2: surprised, you know, I was always like, oh my God, I don't know where this stuff comes from, I can't <laughs> I can't make it come out, you know, I'm yeah. just going to write it down when it comes. But as I've really put my head into it and said, no, I'm going to spend an hour just trying to get these few verses right or trying to extend this song a little bit, it, it's come up with some good stuff and it's been a good exercise. Cool. So yeah. a, little, a little of both at this
1: point, yeah. Um, You mentioned that this is the the current album, which is uh, Many Mountains. I I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, Only your second uh, of original material. Um, So when you have had the opportunity to play prior to the pandemic, are you um, focusing entirely on your original music or, or are you bringing in some... Uh, some other some music for some other folks, and, and if you do that, how do you decide which, which cover tunes that you want to include in, in your set? Uh,
2: great question. Um, so the first part of it, mostly it's that I haven't ever been performing solo or, or sort of presenting myself as a solo act.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: Um, I've played with other groups. Some of that, again, goes back to the day job thing. It's been really, really nice when I find musicians that I are interested in playing together and they're doing a lot of booking,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like
2: they're, they're sort of doing the grind. So I, I'm like, great, I'll, I'll play in your band. Cause you just tell me where and when to show
1: up. Right. Right. Um, yeah.
2: And so there, are, there are a number of albums, um, of Vermont musicians that I have played on over, you know, oh, good. In between okay. those years. Um uh-huh. uh, and then also my dad and I, for the last four or five have been playing as a duo, um, and some of that, some of that has been original. Some of it's his writing. Some of it's more traditional Appalachian stuff or uh, variations on. And so there, there has been more musical output. But in terms of albums under my name that are all original and sort of my, I'm the captain of the ship sure. with arrangements and composition. Uh, so far, there have only been two of those.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then, the, so the new one is. Um... Many Mountains, is that actually out yet, or is it on, on its way out?
2: It is, it is right in the midst of being out. Uh, so I technically had a release date of January 21st, so it is out on all the platforms, mm-hmm. etc., uh, as well as on my website, which is just Um But I just literally yesterday heard from Astrology Day's records, uh, which is a, a label put together by Pappy Biondo, and John Morgan, Kimmock. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those guys. Matthew plays with Cabinet. Uh, okay. John Kimmock plays with the Mike Gordon band,
1: uh-huh. among others. Uh-huh. Um,
2: and they are they would like to have me in the fold.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Uh,
2: so yeah, it's like it's out as a solo, you know, personal release, private release, but it, it will be announced shortly through Astrology Days Record. So, yeah. um, probably within the next week or so. Yeah. So, Yeah, it's like. It's, it's out, it's, it's an infant, it's newborn, it's yeah. out in the world.
1: It sounds like that was uh, a, um, a surprise of sorts, to, to get that invitation.
2: Uh, it was you know, a delightful surprise. I mean, I had I had reached out to them, they had said, this was you know back before the holidays, cool, we've got a bunch going on, we're not 100% sure, we need to get our ducks in a row, because they're a fairly new label, yeah. a new project. Yeah. Um, and time went by and I had, I had said, yeah, January 21st is what I'm hoping for. And I hadn't heard back and thought, okay, maybe maybe it, you know, didn't make the cut or uh-huh. they've got enough else going on. And so I was like, cool, I'm just going to go for it and self-release this as I planned and put put in the work. And uh, so, it was, yeah, it was a surprise to yeah. um, so hear all of a sudden they're like, yeah, happy," emailed and said, hey, we'd love to represent it.
1: Yeah. To
2: me, that's huge. It's yeah. a huge validation, and I admire
1: both of those guys so much as
2: musicians. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be really fun to be a little bit of a part
1: of a crew like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So in a, in a perfect world, we're all going to get to get back out and, and play and enjoy music soon. What does it look like, uh, if you can do that, to take this out to your audience? How, how do you foresee being able to um, play out with this new music? Yeah.
2: Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm psyched about it. It'll it won't always be with the full band as recorded because mm-hmm. I've got um, drums, bass, electric guitar, electric banjo, Hammond B3 organ, uh, and the guy who plays that really insists on playing a full Hammond instead of keys. If you, <laughs> instead wow, of keyboard if you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, cool. So you can imagine the rich sound. You know, though, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And this thing, you know, it's way older than I am, and it's got you know like a eight-foot section that's just wires and knobs and
1: tubes yeah. in the
2: back, and it, it literally has caught fire while he was playing on stage oh before. It, uh, it's a great <laughs> antique, but the sound is unbeatable. Right? And, yeah. Um, so, full band, yeah, I think I'm hoping boy, if I can put together one or two gigs, maybe one a month with the full band, um, that'd be awesome, but in terms of being, representing the album and touring these songs and this music, um, I'm planning to to go for it as much as I possibly can come come the end of COVID restrictions. Sure,
1: yeah. So Um, you'd like to get out of the state and and tour down through the U.S.?
2: Yeah, I would. You know, I I did that, like I mentioned earlier, with sort of one of the first bands that I was with, Mm -hmm. and then it's been mostly in-state. My dad and I have toured regionally a little bit. Um, But part of what 2021 represents for me is a switch... A little bit further away from that day job um, i just started teaching banjo also with a local uh, community music oh, center
1: absolutely. yeah that's cool
2: um and so yeah i am hoping that i can take some some small tours down to the you know, further down the east coast or or even you know all across the country if it's possible yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot there are a lot of logistics involved and i have a, sure. a wonderful family here and a little easiest but it's that's definitely part of my
1: hope yeah yeah well that's that's great the um again the album is many mountains and the new label uh tell us that again
2: astrology days record
1: okay. and where will yeah, it uh, be available through them or do you have it on your on the social media outlets as well
2: yep it's all over right now um you can go directly to my website nategusikov.com um Bandcamp or Spotify or SoundCloud or YouTube or on and on goes the list. Um, it's available everywhere.
1: And the uh, website uh, is nategusakov.com dot com. Is that correct? Yep. All yep. N a t
2: right. e g u s a k o v dot com.
1: Awesome. Cool. Uh, Well, I found it very enjoyable and and interesting. I I like what you're doing, and I certainly wish you well with it. And I I hope you get to get out soon like everybody else. and uh, and get get, The audience here live. Yeah, so we wish you well, and thank you, Nate. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. It's a great interview. I really appreciate your questions.
1: It's been awesome. Great. Thank you. (laughs)